0: RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to America's Most Positive Podcast, The Jim Fannin Show. Be it life, business, sports, or any other facet of your life that you want to improve, Jim can help you become your best, most authentic self. Now, here is your host, the coach of champions, Jim Fannin. Hello, everybody. Hello, champion. So how was your week? How were the last seven days? Were you decisive this past week? Now, if not, you got to go back and listen to last week's show on being decisive. Being decisive, that's something we need in America, and we need it in every home, every business, and every locker room in sports. But this week's Jim Fannin show episode well, it's about visualizing your personal success and then something even more. It's about visualizing what's to be done. After your achievement, getting there's one thing, staying there and going to another level, that's a totally different deal. And success, let's talk about you determine what that means to you. There's no rules here. I mean, this show's positive, no doubt. This show's about being in a peak performance mindset called the zone. But success, there's no rules. Are you passionate about what you do? Are you living within your means? Well, if you answered yes and yes, you're successful because you're going to find soon that success is not about money. It's not about acquiring material things. No, success is just manifesting your dreams and you got to keep dreaming. So what dream do you have in your mind right now on the show? And what was your biggest dream? Did you accomplish it? And if not, is it still rattling around in your mind? Have you given up on it, forgotten about it altogether? What's your biggest dream? And what's thinking big? What does that mean? Again, no rules. What dream do you have that's still possible? And you may have been knocked down 50 times. You know success is getting back up one more time. But when you get up from a defeat, put that dream up under your arm. That'll help you get up. That'll pull you up. In fact, it'll wake you up in the morning. It'll put you to bed at night. What dream is still possible? Does this thought take you out of your comfort zone? Maybe that's why you're not doing it. Gosh, what if I fail or even worse? What if I'm successful? Now what do I do? And that's a great question. Do you picture what could go wrong? You got to take your dreams out of their mental closet. You got to dust them off, inspect their possibility, But let's get moving. Let's start making some stuff happen. Now, this happened this week for a young female college student athlete. I know, I'm coaching her. And she committed mentally to making the 2024 Olympic rowing team. It's going to be in Paris. Sounds five years. Maybe it's a dream. No, she was decisive. Yes. Can she do it? She can. But now that she's committed decisively. I'm going for it. Now she's using visualization to bolster her training regimen. Actually visualizing while training before every segment of her regimen. And definitely she's seen the American flag while standing proudly on the podium, listening to the national anthem while receiving her Olympic gold medal. Five years, a lot of things can happen, but you must be decisive. And you need to start seeing it as if it's so as it will be. Now, I've coached so many athletes. They all use visualization, different ways, different forms. Jim Thorpe, well, he was no different. 1912, that was a few years ago. No, no, I was not around in 1912. That reminds me of a crazy story. I'm talking to a group of third graders, and they want to know if I knew Uh, Hulk Hogan, (laughs) they wanted to know, do you know all these sports stars? And some I said yes, some I said no. And then one tugged and he goes, did you know Babe Ruth? Anyway, I'm not going to tell you my thoughts, but they immediately were not positive about him. But I eventually said, no, no, I did not know Babe Ruth. Anyway, Jim Thorpe became the first Native American to win a gold medal for the U.S. And he was considered one of the most versatile athletes of modern sports. In fact, he was deemed the greatest athlete in the 20th century. He won two Olympic gold medals, 1912 pentathlon and the 1912 decathlon. And that's not easy. Two amazing events. He was also a two-time college football All-American. He was a professional baseball player, six MLB seasons. He played professional football on six NFL teams. And yes, he did barnstorm with a professional basketball team. What an athlete. In 1912, Jim Thorpe boarded a ship, an ocean liner called the Finland. And they were not flying to the Olympics. No, they were on a ship on their way from New York to Stockholm. Now, all the other Olympians had got up this morning and they were stretching and doing some calisthenics and just getting loose. And then they started doing their training regimens on a cork track laid on the deck, but not Jim Thorpe. No, he sat in a lounge chair, eyes closed, completely silent. And a New York sports writer named Francis Albertani came up to Jim and said, so what are you doing? Aren't you working out today? So what are you doing with your eyes shut? He thought he was sleeping. What are you thinking of your uncle sitting bull? That's a quote. No, Thorpe said, I'm practicing the broad jump and I've just jumped 23 feet, eight inches. I think that can win it. I just did it in my mind. And he did this every day, every day on this long excursion from New York to Stockholm by ship. Thorpe, who preferred visualization to actual workouts, he did, in fact, win the broad jump event in the Olympic decathlon. He also won three other of the 10 decathlon events en route to the gold medal. He won four of five pentathlon events to earn a second gold. And on shaking Thorpe's hand and congratulations, King Gustav V of Sweden said, Sir, you are the greatest athlete in the world. And how did he do it? Well, he was talented. He was a great athlete. But he used the power of visualization. This is the most powerful tool in the world. And it's the most powerful tool you possess right this second. I mean, it's been wielded visualization to create states, cities, countries. It's helped destroy them as well. Visualizations launched businesses, schools, charitable organizations of great success. It's helped amass personal fortune, but it's also visualization, helped financially ruin many people, including the ultra-wealthy. So like a double-edged sword, it'll cut both ways. You better think about what you think about. You're spending. Now think about this. You wake up this morning, and now you're listening to this podcast, and then eventually later you're going to go to sleep. You're going to spend approximately half, 50% of your waking hours visualizing, daydreaming. That's 56, 60 hours of visualization. Are you being proactive? Probably not. Probably more reactive. Most of us visualize as a reaction to our environment with corresponding and changing and varying circumstances, conditions, and situations. Oh, Man, I hate my job. My boss is an idiot. As I visualize my boss looking like an idiot, I don't, I don't know what to do with all these bills. This is cra- This bill is ridiculous. Are you serious? I got to call these people. This is, I can't pay this bill. <sighs> that's not positive. Now, proactive visualization—that's the mark of the champion in life, in business, in sports. Young golfer yesterday closed like a champion, and he threw down an amazing round. Mid-60s, not bad. But the two rounds prior, he didn't close strong. After 12 holes, he, he gave something back. Bogey even had a triple to give something back. But he made up his mind, decisive, I'm a closer. I will gather all my energy. I'm seeing me do this. I'm seeing me shut my eyes after 12 holes. I give nothing back. I am a closer, one shot at a time, one target at a time. That's a champion's proactive thought. We imagine what we want, we imagine what we don't want. We do it day in, day out. And I hope you've listened to a lot of our shows, because you know if you have, we imagine only what we want and what serves us well. You know, most of our thoughts are... About challenges that we have that we haven't given up on. Each thought puts an image on the screen of space in your mind. And and most of us see through our our own eyes. I mean, a good portion, 80, 83%. A few of us visualize like we're looking down on a movie set, seeing everything happen 13, 14, 50% of the Earth's population. And approximately 1% to 2% report, I, I can't see anything. And we've talked about it on this show. And in reality, all three methods of visualization, they do work. Even the one where you you report you see nothing. In all three, your subconscious mind picks up what is there, stores it, replays it. And why is it so powerful? Your subconscious mind, which is pulling the strings like a puppet, puppeteer, it does not know the difference between fantasy and reality. There's four types of visualization, task Jim Thorpe laid in a lounge chair and visualized a start in the broad jump. He knew that he needed to get up a full head of steam. He wanted to come out of that block quickly. And he saw it over and over and over again. Then he visualized the launch, literally leaving the board and launching himself into the air. He saw it as if it was so. It was real in his mind, just as real as his teammates literally practicing on that cork deck on the Finland ship on its way to the Olympics, task imagery. Now, Jim Thorpe also used situational imagery because he saw these tasks, which he had practiced thousands of times in his mind, but he saw them culminate in the situation of literally being in the Olympics, his final jump, his final run. So it's the same as task visualization, but the conditions, very specific. The situations, very specific. The circumstances, very, very specific. So it's the same task, it's just different. Yes, you practice a 10-foot putt, but situational It's on the 18th green at Augusta to put on a green jacket. I was coaching uh, former Mets pitcher Dylan G. great guy. So, Dylan, if you're listening, how you doing? And in a game, he picked off, he's a pitcher, he picked off Los Angeles Dodgers' Carl Crawford. Picked him off on first base. Now, he picked off a lot of guys in his career, so that wasn't new. What was new is that two days earlier, He visualized this tactical move picking off Carl Crawford, literally. He'd never done that before. He literally, two days before it happened, pictured Carl Crawford not getting back to first base, and he's tagged out. Here's his text after the game. Wow. Capital W, capital O, capital W, exclamation. How cool was that? Question mark. He was blown away. He saw it, he did it. The third type of visualization is symbolic. And I'm not going to get into that on this show. Uh, This type of visualization is all powerful. Your dreams are made up of symbols. Uh, It definitely deploys creativity where there are no rules. And uh, I've used it to eradicate cancer. I've used it to uh, uh, make money. I've used it to manifest a lot of different things. But it's symbolic. It could show you in your mind climbing a mountain. But the mountain is symbolic of the challenge you're going to have in whatever you're doing in your business or your sport. This wellness, business success, sports tool, symbolic imagery, it's worked for all my clients. It is powerful. I may have to write a book just on that by itself. And then we're coming back to Jim Thorpe, the aftermath. So getting there is one thing. And that's not easy, especially if you've never done it before. This form of visualization, aftermath, it's seldom utilized, even by the superstars. Mike Tyson did not use aftermath visualization. Lance Armstrong did not use this type of visualization. Tiger Woods, after 2000, did not use aftermath imagery or visualization. Even the former San Diego mayor Bob Filner, look him up. He was successful, and boy, did he end in a demise. See, fame, fortune, it comes quickly. That's a paradigm of climbing. And then, yes, now what? Now what do I do? The perennial champion is aware. This is the person who wins year after year after year, is aware of aftermath visualization. So getting to the pinnacle of success, that's one thing, but staying there, That's a completely different paradigm. There's so many one-hit wonders. The world is littered with fallen champions preparing for how their family, friends, associates, colleagues, competitors, fans would react to their success. That was the missing link for the myriad of success stories that eventually turned to failure. And most people never saw it coming. Successful, blinded by success, And then they thought they could just hop a ride on that success. And that success train, it can stop in a hurry. So how's your visualization? Let's try it right now. Unless you're driving a car, shut your eyes. If you're driving, you can do this with your eyes open. But unhinge your jaw. If your hands are on the steering wheel, which I hope they are if you're driving, Relax your hands. Breathe deeply. Lower your breathing. Long inhale. Long exhale. Unhinge your jaw. You want to get your brain in an alpha brainwave state. Your mind is fertile for suggestion. And now I want you to go to your career. Go to your job. Go to your company. Go to your business. And have a vision in your mind. Now see it in completed state. Maybe it's reaching a billion dollars, billion dollar company. Maybe it's making a hundred thousand dollars in a job. Maybe it's making fifty. There's no rules. See what you want. See it right now using all the senses. See it, hear it, the sounds of it, if it's appropriate, the smell of it, especially if you're uh, opening up a bakery or a restaurant, touch it. As you're seeing it, get tactile with actually experiencing it. Use all five senses in visualization. Make it real. And now see it finished. See success of this achievement. And maybe it's only a 30-day vision or maybe it's a six-month, but see it completed and then ask yourself, once this is achieved, and this could be in your sport, could be in your relationship, definitely in your business, could be in your personal finance. Once you see it, now what are we going to do? Now, what do we visualize? Because conditions will now change. People will look at you differently once you're successful. Go ask Alex Rodriguez. He made a lot of money, and people didn't like it. They didn't like that he made $252 million, the largest contract tenure ever in sports. Oh, he had detractors. They didn't like that he left Seattle. They didn't like that he went to Texas. And, and he got uh, a lot of grief for it. Now, did he bring it on himself? Maybe. And then what happened? Things went sideways. A lot of things got complicated. Other people came into the fray. And then eventually, he cleared his mind, visualized his exit from Major League Baseball, and he pictured a successful business, a successful broadcast career. And he also visualized a love of his life, faceless, nameless. He knew what he didn't want. He knew what he did want. And it walked right in to his sight. Getting there is one thing. Staying there, you better be ready to take it up another level. But be prepared. You will be on a wall of scrutiny once you reach success. Everybody's looking. Everybody's watching. And my only advice right now is just be your genuine, authentic best self. And next, that's your battle cry, your next vision. Your next mountain to climb. Now, you're a performer in life, and I know you're hungry. You want an edge, and I know you might be jonesing for some wins, a victory, some successes, and you covet the phenomenon of the zone. I know you want to put it on like an overcoat, and I know this mindset will rescue your performances from mediocrity and catapult you to the genuine, authentic best you can be. And once you're locked into this purposeful, calm feeling that nothing can go wrong, the zone will arrive. And that's where peak performance resides. But right now, is there something missing? What's keeping you from getting into this ultimate state of being? Does this sound familiar? As your performance begins, you overthink, you try too hard, you get off to a rocky start, you say the wrong thing in business, or you don't say the right thing when there was an opportunity to say the right thing and showcase your skills, and you sit on your hands and say nothing? You tired of this happening? Of course you are. Do you lose focus while you're in meetings? Do you lose focus while you're performing, but you don't know why? And getting it back, well, that's a crapshoot. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Does your optimism vary depending on the situation? And does that produce a roller coaster of emotions and the dreaded indecisive mindset? Doubt blinds your inner eye of intuition. Stress as you reaching for your throat. Worry, anxiety always close by. Come on, that's frustrating. And enjoyment, you're elevated when you're winning. We love it when we win, but when it plummets, when things don't go your way, fun left the building. This is no fun. I don't know. Is that you? I mean, these above scenarios, they're played out throughout the world on a daily basis. In life, business, and sports situations, you just know something's missing. So let's do this. It's time to enter the Zone Cafe. So pull up to the entrance to the drive up here. There's only five items in this restaurant. This performance restaurant are on our menu, and you have to order one item, only one. So which one will you choose? Which one's the missing link in attracting the Zone? Which one do you need to elevate to help your performance elevate? Here's the menu. Pretty simple. Place your order. Only one per customer. We got self-discipline cooking here, a large bucket of self-discipline. That's going to give you willingness, commitment to stay with a task or a group of tasks that lead to your goals and ultimately your dream being realized. And this menu item, that'll give you purpose, direction, patience, persistence. Do you need those things? I mean, you're going to salivate with an appetite for success once your goals are set and your strategies and tactics are in place. Be sure, don't overindulge. You you can definitely overeat and have too much self-discipline. Do you need that? Place your order if you do. We got a giant slab of concentration back here cooking. Man, it smells awesome. That's going to provide some mental and physical focus on executing those routines. It's going to lead to reaching those goals and ultimately making that dream come true and gnawing on the bones of concentration. Oh, that's going to narrow your focus for sure. And after devouring this meal, you'll be more accurate, consistent, and you'll execute with more quality. And with a full belly of concentration, you will not be easily distracted or disturbed during any performance. Targets will be hit. Goals will be reached. Come on, this is a cafe favorite. Do you need that? But I want you to see not what you don't want. I I want you to picture in your mind, and maybe you were, as I was stating, this menu item. Yes, I need concentration. Then see yourself as one of the best in the world at focusing your energy definitely away from you. You know, we got a large bag of optimism back here. That's going to give you the most mental nourishment. No doubt about it. Optimism. And after consuming this meal, the ingredients, trust, hope, faith, you're going to feel empowered with supreme confidence. You'll be ready to overcome all challenges. Optimism, we got a big bag of it. Optimism provides the belief expectancy and sense of knowing that all those routines, they're going to be done. That's going to lead you to the goals that you've set, and it's going to make that vision or dream turn into reality. You're going to feel 10 feet tall once you finish digesting this meal of optimism. It's the real deal meal. Just make sure you order a full bag. Ironically, most champions, they keep coming back for more optimism. This is a reorder. And maybe you're coming back for another helping. Do you need optimism? Is that the missing link? So we got self discipline, we got concentration, we got optimism, but maybe, maybe you need some soul food. We got a full plate of relaxation. That's the ultimate soul food. And once digested, this meal will permeate your body and it's gonna give you a calm, peaceful feeling. It provides mental and physical comfort even in the heat of battle, even under duress, even looking adversity in the eye. Yeah, it'll provide mental and physical comfort while you are doing your routines, executing the tasks that lead to your goals and ultimately your vision of excellence. You know, once a part of your mental diet, worry, anxiety, fear, gone. How cool would that be? Worry, gone. Anxiety, forget it. Fear, excuse me. What fear? Relaxation is ordered during final rounds, club championships, extra innings, board meetings, overtime, sudden death. Better place your order early, especially, uh, you know, especially if you're uh, in the NFL, especially if uh, you want to win the World Series, or especially if you're teamed it up in the FedEx Cup last 30, or the club championship. Every order, by the way, of relaxation, this is a bonus, it comes with a commemorative palm tree plate. Place your order. Do you need some calm in your life? The last meal on the menu, it's by no means the least, that's enjoyment. you got to have some passion, satisfaction, pleasure while you're doing these tasks that lead to your goals, ultimately your vision of excellence. This meal inspires This meal motivates. You'll want more and more of this pleasant indulgence. Its ingredients are fun, excitement, joy, enthusiasm, happiness. That produces dopamine, adrenaline. These feel-good chemicals, they'll help you meet any challenge. This is the ultimate happy meal. Warning. Just a warning about the last meal on the menu, enjoyment. There are some side effects. Uh, Some definitely side effects. You could have annoying loud laughter, side-splitting pains from laughter, obsessive smiling, and you will upset and possibly piss off the competition. You gotta love it, though. So are you hungry for success? What's missing from your mental diet? Just like last week, be decisive. Place your order. Now dine on one of these psychologically delicious meals in the next 24 to 48 hours, come back soon to the Zone Cafe. You know, we're open 24 7. Your success is our only mission. Zone appetite. Visualization, it's powerful. There are four different types task imagery. Golfers, start putting in your mind, start hitting drives down the middle of the fairway. Baseball players, Feel the ball being struck solid. Hear the sound of the wood and the ball connecting. That awesome sound. Use all your five senses to make it as real as possible. See it as if it's so. Task imagery, situational, symbolic, we'll have to get back to that, and the aftermath. And speaking of aftermath visualization, Jim Thorpe, he was an expert. There's no doubt in my mind. Well-documented. He is the first athlete that I became aware of that used visualization. He definitely was an expert, but I don't think he used the aftermath because, unfortunately for Jim, here's what happened. At the end of his sports career, it coincided with the start of the Great Depression. So times were tough in the U.S. And even though he was well-known on magazine covers, revered by everyone, respected by his peers... He struggled to make a buck after that. He struggled to make a living. He went from several odd jobs over and over, and he definitely suffered from alcoholism. He was anchored into the past, and unfortunately, he lived his last years in failing health and poverty, married three times, eight kids, eventually suffering a heart attack, dying in 1953. You're more than an athlete. You're more than a business person. You're an awesome soul having a multitude of human experiences. Visualize. You're going to do it every day. You're doing it right now. All the words I'm saying, you're seeing them. You're turning them into your own words and your own feelings. But use visualization proactively. Let's go, everybody. We got to step this up. I know some of you got some lofty goals. I know you do. I know some of you have visions that you never thought you'd have. I've got people right now looking to do national programs and they have one entity and they want a thousand. I know people that are leaving their companies right now to go off on their own, building their own empire, but they have to see it and then you see every day. Never have a day you haven't already had. Visualization works. It worked for Jim Thorpe. But don't forget aftermath. Once you're successful, things are going to change and you can't stay the same. You got to upgrade uh, your dream. You got to pick another mountain to climb. And you need to be just one thing in your life. Because success, it's really being your genuine, authentic, best self. Be in the zone, everybody. It's the only place to be. And I'm going to visualize you right back next week on The Jim Fannin Show. Have an awesome zone week. This has been America's Most Positive Podcast, The Jim Fannin Show. Get more of Jim's knowledge, experience, and tips, as well as what's coming up on the show now at jimfannin.com. And make sure to follow Jim on Twitter, at Jim Fannin. This
1: has been The Jim Fannin Show on Radio Influence. Hey gang, Jerry P. Tuck here, co-host of the brand new podcast called A Place for My Head. Each week, Brandon Thompson and I are going to be talking about the importance of mental health. We're going to be talking everything from stress, anxiety, different mental illnesses, different chronic illnesses, and frankly, the rigors of everyday life and how we all struggle to get through it. We're not medical professionals, but we are looking to start that conversation that needs to be had about the stigma around mental illness and how it affects us every single day. We we'll Talk to experts, but at the end of the day, A Place for My Head is all about real people with real stories about real life. Subscribe now to A Place for My Head with Brandon Thompson and myself, Jerry P. First show drops Monday, September 2nd on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.